Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Oi, the boys on Footy Prime on occasion are known to use vulgarities and frankly appalling language. And sometimes tales are quite adult in nature. So keep the volume down if there are kiddies around. And thank you for listening. You're listening to FB Interviews, in-depth conversations with interesting people. Footy Prime, your almost daily footy fix. Good day there, football fans, and welcome to Footy Prime Interview. James Sharman's here, that's me. Uh, Craig Forrest is here. Jimmy Brennan's here. Brennan Dunlop's here. And today on interview, we're going all domestic footy, domestic soccer. Last week, a big announcement from the Canadian Premier League. Mark Noonan has joined as the league, league's new commissioner, as well as CEO of Canada Soccer Business. Mark, welcome to Footy Prime. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. It's good to see you guys. Well, you've got a ton of experience in North American soccer, men's side, the women's side. You spent time in Ghana more recently as well. Um, overall, a real background in sports marketing. So, so what is the appeal exactly of, of Canadian soccer to you? Uh, really, it's it, untapped potential. Um, I, I'm, I'm incredibly fortunate uh, I feel a great responsibility to kind of be stepping in now because all of you guys and the, the, the players and the staff and the administrators have built this incredible foundation that's just ready to take off. Um, you know, the, the assets that have been uh, put under this single umbrella between the league, the Canadian soccer business assets, the League One and all of League One's assets, it, there's never been a better time to be involved with, uh, with soccer in this country. And I don't think there's a better setup in the world when it comes to the potential upside. And, 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 and the one thing that, uh, that, that excites me so much is you can't fake the product, right? And whether that's the, the, the men's and women's national teams and the noise that they've made, uh, as well as you know, the, the, the Canadian Premier League, you look at the, the quality for a, a league that is so young um, no disrespect to MLS, the early years of MLS were almost unwatchable. And, you know, it's taken them a long time to, to get where they are today and the standard that they are today. Uh, I've been so pleasantly surprised by the, the product on the, on the field, um, and it's only going to get better. 
You know, Marcus, uh, you've obviously looked across the league and had a good look at the CPL. And I've always been amazed, really, that, you know, unfortunately for the league, coming re- into such a young league, they come into a pandemic, which they did really well managing through that with the Island Games. You know, yeah. they did a really good job uh, keeping interest. And uh, as we come out of that now, uh, how do you see the league and how do you see it developing from here? You know, like with a young, we're, we're a startup business. And when you have a startup business, you have all these different things that you can do. And what we've got to do is you know, put together these lists of a hundred different things, whether that's infrastructure, whether that's expansion, whether that's VAR, you, I mean, there, there, literally there is a hundred different things that we want to do yesterday. And my challenge is to say, okay, we can do three of these a hundred next year. And these are the three most important things that are going to get us toward, toward our goal. And that's going to be the, 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 the challenge when I, when, I, when I hit the ground running on Thursday, my first official day is you know, working with our, our, our leadership um, at the board level, at the club level, uh, league staff, team staff, and really trying to understand you know, what are the things that are going to move the needle quickest and where are we going to invest our time and resources that are going to give us the biggest bang for the buck? Because there's, you know, there's not going to be a shortage of things that we need to, need to do, but uh, we've got to be really strategic about what we do. As the league can, continues to grow and you start getting more interest from, from ownership groups, um, there's always been talk about expansion, um, certain areas across the country and, uh, and cities that want to be involved. Um, obviously, we're not the same as, as America and Major League Soccer. I don't think we'll ever get to 30 teams, but is there a targeted number that you expect to, to get to in Canada? You know, I don't want to put a number on it. It has to be bigger than eight. Um, there's no, there's no doubt about it. And I think there's a lot of communities across the, uh, across the country that, that, that could support a Canadian premier league. And, um, you know, what we've got to do is really understand the geography, um, understand where we can create rivalries and, uh, understand you know, the, the, the regionality of, of, of things and, um, and, and expand really smartly and, and at the right time. And, you know, I, I've said at, at my announcement that, you know, I, I've seen um, when you don't have the right conditions for expansion, you fail. And I've seen, you know, we sadly in MLS had to contract some teams and there's some teams that got moved and you know, ownerships, that, that, things that were changed. But you, know, you really need the, the, the right conditions for expansion. And you, you also need to be to be smarter about it as well. I, I personally think that you know, we're going to increase the value dramatically pretty quickly. So if you expand too quickly, you might be leaving money on the table uh, because somebody gets a better deal because they came in. We, we sold too early. Whereas if the guys can, you know, the, the, the existing owners can hang on and say, you know what, we might be smart to expand after the 2026 World Cup because we're going to get much better owners. We're going to get much higher prices. We've, we, I haven't done any of that analysis, to be, to be fair. But the, the, the bottom line is we need to expand in the right places at the right time and ensure we have the conditions to be to be successful. Mark, we see a lot of foreign interest in the CPL. We see Ottawa, for example, you know, Atletico Madrid. Um, is, is that a, a concept you concur with, foreign investment, foreign ownership in a domestic league? If it's if it's the right the right ownership, uh, sure. You see the the city football group, obviously. Um, 
uh, spreading their wings throughout the world. Uh, and uh, the, I can I can only speak to Atletico, uh, but they've been a fantastic a fantastic partner, incredibly incredibly supportive. And uh, you know, having a brand like that, believing in what you're doing, you know, they're arguably one of the top ten clubs in the world out of in, in Spain, and it's uh, you know to have have that credibility stamp of hey, you know, these guys are on the right path. Um, sharing knowledge with us, you know, offering opportunities in Europe for us to go over and train and things like that. Um, in, in this particular case, it's a, it's, it's a great relationship and you know, everyone's case by case. And you have to make sure that, the, um, that anybody that we do business with has our best interests at heart. And that, that certainly is the case with Atletico. Mark, one of the things that made you such an appealing candidate from all the write-ups about um, you being appointed here is your international experience. Obviously, you've worked with Major League Soccer. I'm sure we'll get into that. But I'm really curious about your time in Africa and what took yeah. you to uh, to Ghana to be CEO of Hearts of Oak. Yeah, we, we, we could talk for hours uh, about that experience. Uh, it was uh, phenomenal, both personally and, and, and professionally. Um, it, I, I think it's going to help me greatly. Uh, adapting to to canada um because i had to go to a a new culture where i was i was actually a minority you know living as a minority um not understanding uh while english was the the main language in ghana the second that they they did not want you to understand something they would immediately switch to one of the local (laughs) local tribal dialects and uh you know and and and, and just having having that experience running a running one of the a hundred and seven year old kind of storied African club that uh, um, uh, that that you know being the first uh, Caucasian person to sit in that chair and all the pressure that came came with that uh, I think it really is going to help me uh, adapt to the, the culture in Canada and kind of my 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 experience is that you know, I don't go into a, a foreign culture and say hey here's how we do it in the U S so you've got to do it that way. I try to understand the culture I'm going into and, and then say, okay, here's how I think I can help adapt to that, to the, to that culture. Because needless to say, even though we're, we're, we're neighbors, uh, uh, I'm not Canadian and I need all the help I can understanding the different nuances and not trying to be a, uh, a little know-it-all coming in, coming into the market. How does that opportunity come about, Mark, the African one? Through LinkedIn. I kid you not. So I had a, a, a sports marketing advisory that I've had open since 2005, and uh, I saw that they were looking for a, a CEO. So I sent a quick note via LinkedIn and uh, saying, hey, you know, you would, you, you need some help with this search, not think, thinking I'm going to go be the, 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 the guy. And I get this phone call with a plus two three three number, which is the code for for Ghana, which I know through through something else. And I I got to pick this up. And I pick it up, and on the other end is this guy introduces himself. Hey, this is Toby Afidi the Fourteenth, and I'm the majority owner of Accra Hearts of Oak. And I was intrigued by your note. Um, <laughs> His full t- title is His Royal Highness the Aga <laughs> something of the Soli region. You think you're getting had? Um, at, at first, I did, um, but then then we started talking, and you know, I, at the time, I was based outside of New York City in Connecticut, and he was like, "I went to Yale, and you know, before I was Toby Afidi, you know, I was James Akpo before I got." It, it, 
elevated to the royal the royalty. And he said, I'm on the board of, board of directors of the World Trade Center, and we have a we have a board meeting in New York in about two weeks' time. Can we meet? And I'm like, I, I've never met a king before, and uh, I'm, I'm intrigued. So I, I, I took the train into New York, and we had a three and a half hour dinner, and uh, the rest of, the rest is history. Amazing. Yeah, it's pretty wow. pretty 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 wild story, and. Uh, you know, one of these days when we're all together over a beer, I'll show you some of the pictures and videos because you're not you're not going to believe it. You, you you think the North London Derby is is crazy? You, you want to see a Derby? You go to you go to Hearts Kotoko, and that that's a Derby for you. Absolutely <laughs> off the charts madness. I got to update my LinkedIn and start using LinkedIn so I can get away from these guys. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. So it's six hey, in the world. Well, I mean- <laughs> African football's got its issues. We know that, right? Um, as yeah. does Canadian mm-hmm. soccer. Um, yeah. You know, you talk about the culture of Canadian football, and it really has been a culture of, of many divisions over the years, both you know from a municipal level to a provincial level, national level. We're seeing more recently now as well. Yeah. Um, is that an area where you really think you can help this I, the game in this country? Yeah, I hope so. I think anybody that cares about the growth of Canadian soccer, no matter where they're coming from, has to realize that we're in a massive competition. Uh, against every other sport and entertainment uh, outlet out there. And rather than taking little guns and pointing them at each other, you know, we need to figure out a way to kind of solve any differences that, that, that we have because we got a much bigger picture that we're working against. And we have this opportunity, and shame on us if we can't uh, resolve differences that we, that we have uh, in a way that allows us to attack that opportunity. Other, otherwise, we're, we're leaving that for other sports. And you know, I, I, I hope that, uh, you know, perhaps having you know, a new voice in there and, and, and looking at things a little, little bit different, we'll, we'll be able to solve some of those issues. But they're hard. Sometimes it comes down to personalities and maybe somebody that doesn't like me. And I don't know, but I, I try to focus on the business and, and, and the big picture when, when it comes to, to, to things like that, that and, and really try to leave emotions out of it as much as possible. You've just arrived, obviously, and we have all these questions for you. You, you begin on Thursday. You haven't even started the job yet, right? <laughs> so I do apologize that there's yeah. questions that you, you just can't answer right now. But right. along with the, the commissioner job, you are now also CEO of the CSB, mm-hmm. as you mentioned there. Yeah. Um, they've been making headlines in, in recent months, of course, with the men's and women's uh, CBA impasse. Mm-hmm. Is yeah. that an acute area that you need to get educated on and, and to move on, do you think? Yeah, it's certainly an area that 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 is important. Um, you know, as as I said the other day, that when when you talk about labor issues, it's it's it means we're growing up. You know, there's not a successful sports league in any sport that doesn't have a dialogue with its labor. And there's really two labor issues that you have to talk about. You've got the men's three labor issues. You've got the men's team, national team. You've got the women's national team, and then you have the the players in the Canadian Premier League. And our friends at, uh, at Canada Soccer, they're responsible for the, the, the men's and women's national team labor discussions. And uh, me and our board will be responsible for the, uh, the, the, the CPL discussions, which we've, we've said to the, the CPL players at the end of the season, we'd be happy to sit down and have a dialogue with them. But it, it, it just shows you that um, soccer is growing up in, in Canada because there's some value there that needs to be dispersed to the, the, the stakeholders in a way that's fair to all concerned. And um, I, I think that's a, that's, a, that's a good sign. These discussions are never, never easy. You know, 
I, I had a career that you know, might have gone some places that was destroyed by you know, some a bunch of knee surgery. So I'm pretty sensitive to to players and short careers. By the same token, we got you know a fledgling league that um, isn't isn't making money hand over fist. And you know, but we'll we'll, fi- we'll figure it out like every other league every other league in the world does uh, you know, with their labor. Mark, have you noticed? Uh... I'm sure you have that there's been a bit of a, a disconnect between the what the players and the uh, Canadian soccer business is all about. Um, mm-hmm. I know that's uh, probably not even part of your job, but mm-hmm. it's certainly something that uh, has to be sort of addressed by someone to get the discussions going to be able to just communicate that properly because it just uh, seems as though there's a lot of uh, misinformation going on. Yeah, I don't know enough about the, about the background there. What I can say is, having been involved involved with some for so long, we never had any issues with players. And I, I hope maybe there's a better communication that needs to take place at some 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 point, so the the, the, the players understand um, what that what the relationship is, and maybe that's happened already. Um, but uh, you know the. the the idea of Canadian soccer business is the same as, as Soccer United Marketing. It's it's to be able to fund the development of the sport because you can't play pay players in the C, CPL if you don't have revenues. If you're not generating revenues and increasing those revenues, and you know if you increase the revenues, you you know do you raise the salary cap? Do you introduce VAR? Do you do all these things that people are clamoring for? Um, CSB is the engine that makes all that stuff happen, and 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 so. Um, you know, it's the business. You know, on one side we have the, the the technical and sporting side, but we also have the business, and the business is what pays for all of that. And uh, and, and and there's nothing nefarious about CSB. Uh, there's nothing that's being hidden. Um, I think it's just a communication communication issue. Exactly. Entrepreneurs always say that there's always money out there, right? You just got to find it. That's simple, right? Um, <laughs> <laughs> are you confident the the money is in? the Canadian in corporate Canada say um, to, to, to finance and make the game successful in this country, the way we want it to be successful. Yeah. Over time. Sure. I mean, there's, there's no panaceas that all of a sudden are going to make us the English premier league. You know, this is something that will, is, is just going to take, take time. And, you know, the, the building of infrastructure, player development pathways, um, all those sort of things that you need to do to create a great league. Um, takes takes time um and we just need to get you know one of the things that i that said to the staff is that we need to beat yesterday we've got to get better every every single day at all of these areas and build on the great foundation that's already in place mark will you be moving to canada or are you going to be working from the states and uh, doing uh, your role from there uh, I'm, I'm all in we're uh, we're, we're moving to toronto Yep. Fantastic. That's yeah. good. No, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to, great we're gonna, to hear. You're going to, you're going to be, you're going to be tired of us. We're going to, we're going to be all over Canada. That's what we want to hear. Yeah. Don't, don't live out near Jimmy. You'll be taking a flight to Toronto. <laughs> yeah. Um, come uh, hang out. Uh, the, the goal is to be close to the office and close to the airport because of the two places I'm going to be spending most of my time. I yeah. Like you mentioned in that. a previous interview how you're going to be, looking at all the various areas of the country and visiting with the stakeholders um, for for soccer in this country. So I guess you're going to be very busy in the next little while. Um, Women's soccer, I want to briefly get to this. You've been involved in it in the States uh, before. Um, Is getting a women's CPL very important in in the near future? 
it, it's on the agenda for sure. Um, and, you know, I, I, women's sports for so long have been talked about as a cause. And I think that's finally changing where actually it's a business. And that's what we have to look at it as is it's a business opportunity. You see the crowds at, uh, at Barcelona or Lyon or the women's UEFA or, you know, San Diego and NWSL at 27,000 fans uh, for their, their match this weekend. It's no, it's no longer a cause. This is a business opportunity. And like, and like any business opportunity, we have to do the analysis. And no, no different than expansion, you know, we, we can't start a women's league until we're ready. We need to make sure that our foundation is solid. Um, and then we have to do our analysis and say, okay, we, we have the conditions to be successful here. But uh, my personal opinion is I would love to have a women's league. I think we should have a women's league. Um, but I'm not, I'm not saying when, and, uh, you know, we have to do that analysis to ensure, ensure success before we, we, we jump into it because, uh, everybody's saying we need to do it. We do have uh, league one, um, which obviously is, uh, developing, uh, women, uh, in, in, in the, uh, the, the lower levels, which we're thrilled about. And we're going to continue, continue working on that. And hopefully that will be the foundation for what we can create at the, at the CPL division one level. Mark, thanks so much. Uh, you know, like I said before, um, you don't even start till Thursday. There's a lot still to learn. We know that. Uh, and yeah. we'll be seeing a lot of you, I'm sure, in the coming months. Uh, you, we'll get you back on here when you yeah. put your feet in the ground. Uh, yeah, anytime. And thank you guys for what, you, what you've what you done for the sport and what you do for the sport. And uh, I look forward to uh, learning from you and continuing continuing building what you, what you all have started. Well, you'll learn a few things, uh, yeah. Mark. It might not be football related. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. One of those long flights, yeah. uh, just put on the footy plan of the podcast. And you're yeah. gonna go you got it. <laughs> a lot of yeah. nonsense and a little bit of footy, Mark. That's, yeah. that's exactly that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, keep, up, keep up the great work, guys. Really appreciate it. Uh, thanks, thanks for coming thanks, on. Mark. Right. Soon. Take See care, guys. Soon. See ya. That is Mark Noonan, the new uh, commissioner of CPL. You know what, fellas? I mean, it's, first of all, it's, it's always nice when people say that you know, they can learn a lot from us. But obviously, they don't know us that well because yeah. there's, there's no way they can learn anything from us at all. Um, but, you know, obviously, in a perfect world, you get a Canadian in the role. We, we know that, right? And there's IQ in this country. But now and again, I think it's important to get a brand new face who hasn't yet been tarnished by all things Canadian soccer uh, and uh, to bring a new perspective on, on the game. Is that is that naive thinking from me or, or is that something you concur with, Craig? Well, I'm impressed by him. I just really am. I can see why they uh, they went with him, and uh, he's got that ambition. He's got the knowledge. He's got the diversity. He's been around the block. He just uh, you know it, that uh, goes a long way. I think they really on paper you could not ask for a better person at this stage. I think it's uh, it's good, really, really good, good move on. I agree with you on that, Craig. You know, I think uh, I think he gets it. Um, he's traveled. He's uh, he's done a, an awful lot of work in, in in this industry, you know, with Major League Soccer, you know, the USL in Ghana. Um, so he's going to bring an awful lot of experience. Um, I do hope, you know, that he surrounds himself with with good people. As you know, there's a, an awful lot of con men in this country when it comes to this game, and hopefully he goes through the weeds and gets the right people in the right places and uh, and, and continues to grow this club. Yeah, I'm glad you said that to me exactly that way because I think that that to me, Charms, to answer your first question, that's what is appealing to me about someone that has this experience and has not been in the weeds in Canada soccer 
and we'll be looking at it without having survived, endured, gone through, suffered with any of that bullshit. He's going to he's going to see it quicker and he's going to have less time for it, I think. And with the business experience and the acumen that he has and seeing how they've done things, the things that have really worked for Major League Soccer. And, he, you know, he said it here with us that it wasn't very watchable in those first few years. Here's a product that already is starting at a very high place and getting better. There's a lot less obstacles, I think, that he sees than someone from a, you know, you might, and a, you might, the biggest obstacle might be I'm showing up in the winter and I'm going to shovel a driveway. Well, he's, he said he wants to live in Toronto, so he's probably going to live in a condo. He'll probably have a condo. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> what's the what's the first job? I'm sorry, sorry, Craig. That was awesome. I I know you didn't get the the credit you deserved for that joke, but that was amazing. Thank you for that. He's Canadian. I think it's that better before. Honestly, it was okay. But it, yeah. and the Craig Forrest scale of jokes. Um, I'm giving it a five. <laughs> I I was going to give it a three. I didn't even laugh. No. Normally he has me laughing. That I didn't even laugh at that. I almost yeah. threw out a polite laugh there. One of those awkward ones, like ah, yeah, the, yeah. like the the hand clap. Well, it wasn't cheesy. Yeah. JC, what I are you forgetting? He's a Canadian athlete. Of course, he doesn't get the credit he deserves. That's, That's very true. That's very true. Jeff out. Yeah. Uh, he's been but, getting a lot so, of credit the last uh, few days. So, Sharms, back to what you were saying. Uh, your question. You know, one of the first subs. I know he was already talking about bringing uh, a supporter shield to the league, mm. um, which I think is a great idea. You know, because mm-hmm. I think teams that play a whole season and and if you win the league, you deserve something. Because as you know, when you go into a playoff, uh, it's a crapshoot. You know, whoever's on that little hot, hot streak towards the end of the season, normally it tends tends to win it. So uh, that, that's a great idea. Um, and I think it'd be great for all the supporters as well to be involved. That's what would, you, what would you give them, Jimmy, as an award for that? Because you can't give them a Champions League spot. Right? Yeah. I don't um, think we're going to be getting a, another one for that. What if it's just so a what, bonus? What would you give them? Nah, I mean, shield. It's got to be a trophy for winning it. You get shield a shield to win it. Yep. But Supporters a, shield to win the league. There's got, that's what I mean. I mean, you know, I, the playoffs is great. It's very, you know, North American. Um, but I, I do feel the team that plays the whole season and wins the league has got to be rewarded for something. No, I agree with that as well. 100%. Could you get, I mean, forgive my ignorance on the Canadian Championship. Could you give them a buy through a round? W- would that be something that's worth considering? Yeah. yeah. That's a good idea. Something, yeah. Yeah. That's a good idea. What would they call it? What can we call it? What can we call the uh, the supporter shield? Probably the supporter shield, no? Uh, I guess that works. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, the, <laughs> Thanks, the championship Jimmy. is the North Star Shield, right? <laughs> so Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah, thank you. Good. You Maybe can a make sponsor. it a Let's charity get... shield. They want money, right? Let's get a sponsor behind it. The uh... make, it, make it for charity. The charity shield. I'm trying to think of something that's relevant, though. They can make some money. Like who would sponsor it? <laughs> charity yeah, is not relevant to you. Nah, <laughs> not for the not for the CPL right now. It's not. They need money. <laughs> to hell with charity. They are the charity. <laughs> <laughs> You know, Charm, let's let, Mark, let's, let's let Mark worry about all the business, okay? And we can yeah. we can banter and speculate and recognize. Yeah, we got enough ideas we don't actually come through with. The there you are. Supporter Shield, that'll work. A few different levels. There's, there's other options out there. Let's listen from our, our viewers and listeners. What should the Canadian Premier League Supporter Shield be named or sponsored the by? Beaver Tales. Beaver Tales? <laughs> 
Uh, to be honest, if it if it was like the the Timbit supporters shield, that would be very on brand for Canada. But <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't want that. If I'm no. in a room, like, is there something else? Tim yeah. Beebs, uh, something else? Nothing, nothing with Tim Hortons. Nothing related to syrup. If you no added a few more teams, you could give that top team a buy and then have the rest of them play off at least one round before they come in, right? The semis or... Mm-hmm. There's something there for sure. There should be a reward. You're absolutely right. What's the biggest issue right now facing CPL, Jimmy? Is it salaries? I mean, if, if they can... Is, when they start bringing money in, when they expand by a couple of, of teams, is it is it salaries? I mean, you've recruited players before. How difficult is it to recruit players given the financial restrictions with the camp? Yeah, well, you, you, look, there, there's always going to be players available to, to play football, right? There's always going to be. Um, but as the salary cap grows, then the standard of play gets better as well because now you're starting to get different types of players than what you get at this level, right? So, yeah, salary cap improves 100% then the standard in the game improves as well it moves with it but that's down the line that's not not right now I mean that's probably not even on his his list because really he needs to help with the marketing as well I'd like to see them you know promote this league more there's there's still an awful lot of people who who don't know about the Canadian Premier League yeah and most people get more yeah and we got to get more eyes on 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 this domestic league in this country yeah. Is there one way to do it that's not just CPL teams going farther against MLS sides in the Canadian Championship? Is there is there is there one kind of if it's not quick fix, but like some type of spotlight that we're just missing? Is it another cup competition? Is it more of a could they I do a barnstorming just, series? Like what would it, it be? Isn't it- accessibility to the games. I mean, hardcore fans know about one soccer, right? And they do a great job. Yeah. Um, but the average sports fan still doesn't know about one soccer. They don't, right? They're working on it. They need a, car- a carrier. They need a big one of the big carriers to, to, to bring them aboard, which, hey, listen, <laughs> that's well, a different conversation for a different different day, but uh, that's yeah. an issue in itself. Um, I, think that's, I think that's changing. Uh, that Before Mark, that's definitely a conversation that they've been having about making it more accessible to put literally put it in more homes, on more more boxes, on more screens. And I think that that's something hopefully now with Mark recognizing and saying like, there's not a league in the world with more potential. And he sees the, the gap that exists that he thinks can be fixed um, rather quickly without, you know, having had all of the business and the corporate conversations. I'm glad you asked that question about how much is actually out there. I think, I think it's out there and I think there's definitely screens they can put the game on. They should start there. I hope so, but there's been other people in the past, Craig, who, who've come and arrived in Canada with saying all the right things with experience, and then they've been met with this brick wall that just doesn't allow them to, to get into those conversations. Maybe it's changing now, maybe with a great, a good men's team, maybe with the 2026s, it, that, that wall's been broken down. But yeah, I we've think heard so. this before, I, have we not? Yeah, we have, but I think this is we're a little bit different position than we were, have been in the past, and we can in the soccer business. I think they're position well leagues doing as well as i think it possibly could be at this stage you know there's room for expansion but yeah i think the size of the country has always been an issue for us i mean when you look at europe and most of the countries there they they can they can literally jump on a bus or a train and go to a game and here i mean there's some i think halifax and pacific is one of the most certainly one of the longest 
away trips in world football. I think the difference too is that there's more people that stand to benefit from those brick walls being broken and the bullshit being cleared. And that that wasn't the case 25 years ago. There's so many more people invested in the game that want to see it grow mm-hmm. and want to see it get to a level and are in positions on the pitch, off the pitch to do that. Yeah, yeah. I know they're making those decisions, making the yeah. right decisions more with experience. So. I agree. There are more. There's definitely more people, right? And we're, we're in a different place than we were 10 years ago. But there's still that suspicion I have that a large percentage of soccer fans in this country who love to watch their Prem or their Syria and they'll tune into World Cups really don't give a shit about domestic football. They don't really care. True. Know? Yeah. You're, you're, not, you're not wrong. Yeah. But I do think that, though, that's changing just as the landscape is changing in the country and in the stands. For example, mm-hmm. if you look at Toronto FC, and I've said this, I think, a few times on the show. When I started going in 2007, I know we had the conversation about the fans in the South End. Mm-hmm. The fan dynamic in that South End has changed considerably. Those people that were waving flags and had Jimmy Brennan shirts and singing for Rowan Ricketts and D-Row, they're parents now, a lot of those people, that they were raging and having a full weekend Sunday in their late 20s. Now they're in their early 40s. Their kids are in the stands. And for their kids to get something in between TFC and the rest of their fix, they're going to CPL, or at least CPL is accessible. And I think they're growing up with that as the norm. It's not, oh, I love soccer and I got to wake up early and watch the Premier League. Oh, I love soccer and my dad's going to take me to TFC and stand on the South End. And then a few times a year, we'll go to York or we'll go to Forge. Mm-hmm. So you, that will change it. It's just, it's going to take a little bit of time. Yeah, and that's history, right? That's how you build an identity. It doesn't happen overnight. It happens over the course of decades, and yeah. we are still new. Yeah, 100%. You look, you look at TFC now, I mean, even even with my kids, right? I mean, I played there, and now my kids are, you know, they're, they're TFC fans. They're at that age. My son's 14. He follows TFC, and, you know, he's always watching them. You know, this weekend, my, my youngest, is he's walking out the players, right, with his Aurora <laughs> FC team. You know, oh, that's nice. and now that's that's his local team. It's Toronto FC. So that next generation is starting to come through, and that's why the that's why Toronto FC is so big. It's so big in Toronto now is because they had all the generation of had kids, and they're starting to come through now. They're supporting the club, and it's going to continue to grow. But with the CPL, it's still so young. You know, you're only three four years. It's going to take a long long time. Do you find it hard to get those big to get those supporter groups as well? Do you find it hard to be honest with your kids? Because they only know TFC as like this winning competitive side. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just they, saw, they sat I, them down I, and said, yeah. Nick, I got to tell you something. It wasn't always like this. Yeah. I was like, look, son, it was a grind. It takes a lot of people to build something. Have they gone over your records? No, I just showed them my records in England. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy retired they're, in 2007. Yeah, they're buzzing with all those records. <laughs> <laughs> no. They, they see your name on the wall of shame, don't they? They see that. Yeah, say, that's that's know. my dad up there. That's my dad. Yeah. Dad, Hunter, Hunter's dad told me that you were the first captain for TFC. Oh, he, he said that? Yeah, and he said the team was shit. And look at all these videos. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Yeah. That, that looks fake to me, those videos. Hey, I've got my Canadian, my Canadian championship medal on the wall so they can walk by and say, okay, well, at least he's won that. <laughs> uh, they're good stories. It's amazing. I still can't believe it's 15 years now. 15 it's years, crazy, TFC. Man. I mean, it, they say the older you get, the, the faster life passes you by, and it sure does. 
because I can't believe it's 15 years. Yeah. You've been retired, Craig, 22 years, whatever it is. Jimmy, you've been retired now, what, 12 years around yeah. there sometime? Yeah. Jesus. That's what crazy. the hell happened to us, boys? I can't believe it's September. I mean, I, I feel like we, we just brought Jimmy on in April. And now it's September. Where did it all go wrong? Do you Look feel old being? State of us. You've been there in those stands since 2007 when you were one of those young punks. Yeah. And now you're there and you, those young punks have kids and you're standing shoulder to shoulder with their with kids. some kid. Do you feel like awful and old? Not awful and old, but it is surprising. And you, I definitely, I think, have that moment regularly when I'm sitting in that South End. Like, wow, things have, things have changed. But it's been cool for me to stand there and see that from the building to the team, the level of competition, the quality in the pitch players that they're able to walk through like jimmy are you having a say are you twisting some arms when it comes to the lineup like who's your son gonna walk out uh like- probably not in senior because it might be taller so it probably go with <laughs> <laughs> no i not at all like your not son's not me. your son's not walking out with luca Petrasso. no offense to luca but he's, he's walking <laughs> out with somebody else right no uh i i honestly I don't mind. He's just going to be happy just to be there, enjoy the day, regardless of whoever he walks out with. I'm only taking that. I mean, I, I mean, ideally, yeah, he'd probably want to walk out with one of the, the superstars, but we'll see. We'll see if he can bully his teammates and get the guy that he wants. Is that tomorrow? He's doing it? Wednesday. Well, sorry, Wednesday. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Today's, today's yeah. Monday, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Big well, game. for our listeners, today's Tuesday. We didn't have yeah. the way that today's Monday, but good on you, Sharms. Well, you know how it is. You know how it's in TV. You have to always say the name of the week, day of the week you're you're talking about. Whereas on radio, you don't. You just say no, today or I'm, tomorrow. Well, you could. You, you the just the show's head on Tuesday, but that's fine. What's that, Jimmy? <laughs> what do you say? I said you you obviously got that wrong because JC popped on shaking his head. Gotta dis- I know. Spend disbelief, man. It's only <laughs> people people know what you tell them. See, <laughs> you know they, they'd expect that from me, Charms, not from you. Hey, we, we expected a lot more from you, Sharmas, but I know, I know. Start, sound, starting to like you sound like parents. Can we just marinate on what JC just said there? People know what you tell them. If we keep telling people that soccer is the best fucking sport in the world, and we just keep saying it over and over and over and over again, you could you can hear hockey crumbling. You can hear the ice melting, guys. <laughs> oh, I, I think hockey's crumbling already. Yeah. yeah. Hey, boys. You know what? We're not gonna let that happen. We're gonna let you know. We're all gonna go out there, give our best. You know, when they start, you know, talking smack and that. You know, we're gonna we're gonna let them know. You know, the Hawks here to stay. You know, like I mean, all us white guys with you know rich parents, we're here to play. We came to play, boys. You know what I mean? Sorry, I'm gonna get flack for that, but I don't care. Hundred, ten percent. Yeah. Hundred ten percent, boys. Yeah. Balls in so deep. Let's there, hit the bud. showers. It's gonna be a lot of rich white people very angry with you right now. Well, I don't think we're very have a lot to deal with. So we're not very big in Muskoka. There's a lot going on for white people. Hey, we had a good run. We had a good run. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anything else you want to get to, fellas? We're 38 minutes in, give or take. We should. I know. Really somebody ever gonna, is somebody going to send uh, Jimmy a mic, or is he going to keep backing up before he's? Sitting outside the room, it can getting further away from that microphone. I know that much. Always taking the piss out of you, Jimmy. I'll give you credit today. You caught yourself a couple of times when you started fidgeting with your keyboard and your mic. Uh, I did. I you restrained yourself very well. So yeah. I'll give you that much. 
but but how's please my, how's my tethered internet today is it okay yeah you didn't break up at all i think you're the, the, this move uh to eastern ontario has really set you back no it was shit in toronto as well if you remember it was it was bad yeah when we started the zone i was i was in toronto still and it was terrible it's just the provider i use i guess let me down once again story well, of my all life. the choices out there i guess you'll get a good one eventually <laughs> wind or something yeah all right well listen uh this is monday's interview you might listen to it on tuesday who knows maybe wednesday but we'll be covering uh mark noonan and the cpl a lot in the coming weeks and months, I'm sure. We are back on probably Thursday, right? Because TFC play Wednesday. It makes sense we do a Thursday morning podcast so we can reflect on what is becoming must-win games. They did just that, of course, against Charlotte on the weekend. Um, I'm assuming you boys spoke about that on Sunday's podcast. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll join you again on Thursday morning and uh, see what's happening. That is transfer deadline day too, by the way, fellas. So it could be some big moves between now Oh, yeah, Forrest bought their 19th player, I think. Oh, yeah, we're, we're still it going. Crazy, 19th crazy, player. Crazy. Like, at what point is too much, Jimmy? Uh, after after 24. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, they, they had to, though, didn't they? And it's working out pretty well so far. They're playing great football, that's for sure. So we'll see how many more players they sign between now and Thursday's deadline. All right, thank you, Mark Noonan. Thank you, CPL. We'll be touching base with you in the coming weeks and months. Fellas, thank you. And to the listeners, keep buying newspapers. Cheers thank you, Sharks. Follow us on Twitter at footy underscore prime and on Instagram at footy prime IG. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.